Hey, this is LT Woods. You tuning into the Dip and Rip podcast. So I started doing ads on the podcast, and uh, actually, one of the first requests I got was to make fun of people's friends, which I will gladly fucking do. And uh, Mike Sutton from Mr. Shorty's Tattoo Emporium hit me up, and he said he wanted to wanted me to talk talk about his friend Eric. And he said, "Hey, Eric, Mike said he's gonna bang your mom." He said, "He's gonna bang your mom, and you should fucking do better." Now, I don't know, I like, I, I don't know, Mike, maybe he is going to fucking get in there, you know, lay some fucking pipe, Eric. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but if your mom hits me up to make fun of you back, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make the fucking connection, bro. There's not a lot you can do to stop that. Um, so anyway, Eric's uh, Instagram is, is eric.nelson0311. And I think he's, I don't think he's been tattooing for eons, but it looks like he's been doing pretty good right here. And I think he works at the same shop. Yep, MrShorties.com. So, you know, anyway, Eric, if you ever, you know, if you ever get a phone call from your mom and you hear Mike in the background, it's because he's fucking her. I, I guarantee it. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's filling gaps where no one else could. So he's probably going to be doing that. Um, he also seems to think you need to do better. And I looked at all your tattoos carefully and I passed around the shop and I sent out a couple emails and I put it on a forum and I, um, actually created a website just to judge your tattoos like per star, you know? And so that's going to be live soon. So you should probably work on getting better real fast. I think you're doing all right right now, but you know, I don't know. You want to keep your mom safe? And I, I don't know if safe's the right word, but, you know, you want to stay out of that limelight, you better you better tighten it up, Eric. So I'm here with LT Woods in my big fucking shed garage. It's fucking 112 degrees outside, and we're in this very small, intimate room where I build machines because the shop isn't closed till 6, and so we came out here to do it. Um where do you tattoo at now, LT? St. Louis, Missouri. Where'd you start tattooing at? Columbia, Missouri. So you went far, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I guess actually I didn't start tattooing. I started tattooing in Houston, Texas. I I was hanging around tattoo shops and learned how to make piercing jewelry. And I would say I probably did like 20 piercings before I went to Houston. And I uh, conned these guys into a job. I told them I had fucking been piercing for, what, I don't know, five years or something. And how how old were you? 26. And then you just said, hey, I'm a, I'm a piercer? I've been piercing for <laughs> five years or some shit. <laughs> like, I had a few pictures, um, and I, I knew how to make jewelry, and I had done about five piercings probably in. I got this job in Houston on that, like, uh, it's called Cryptic Images. It was like off of the Beltway, like over by Rick's Cabaret North. Um, and uh, I got like the head piercing job there, bro. You got it? Yeah, bro. So it worked. Yeah, it worked. And then, uh, like, when we were slow, I would like be drawing and shit. And those dudes were like, man, you should fucking tattoo. And like, I knew, like, I had drawn my whole life, you know, and I'd done some tattoos with some homemade shit when i was like 16 and like fuck these dudes all up and like 
had to like pay to get one of the dude's tattoos kind of fixed up. Like, or is it gonna get fucking beat up or some bullshit? So you're, <laughs> you know, so what, what, what were you doing before 26? That seems late to get in. What were you doing before 26? <laughs> well, uh, you're singing in a church choir or something like that, huh? Yeah, I caught my first case when I was 18, and uh, I was in prison by the time I was 20. 20? Yeah, I was in prison break. for three years for a quarter pound inside of the correctional facility. Inside of it? Yeah. Man, you were making wise decisions. <laughs> Couldn't talk your way out of that. No. How long were you in prison for? Three years. Yeah? Was the best time you ever had? No. It was it good for you, bad for you? Because I know people... <laughs> Pussy smells like shit in prison. <laughs> I never went back. That didn't mean that I didn't do shit that could have probably got me back, allegedly. Allegedly. But, but I never went back. Uh, I did three years in the penitentiary over at Quarter Pound, and then I did like another like six years on parole, I think. I caught like some DUIs. I was being wild, bro. I used to set up mobile homes is what I used to do with a bunch of biker dudes. And we drank beer and fucking did coke. Party. You have you have fun. You professional fun haver. Professional fun haver. And then uh, I I knew where to get fun, <laughs> and that made me start hanging around tattoo shops. You're, you're a little bit more popular. Like yeah, we were yeah. talking about the art dudes. You guy knows how to find things. <laughs> yep, you're I was little... the guy that knew how to find things. So so then they. They owed me money for the things that I found. <laughs> and uh, one of them was like, yo, you should learn how to tattoo. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I, like, I, maybe I'll do piercing or something. And so I, like I said, I sat down in the basement um, of this shop called Tattoo U and uh, made jewelry. And then <laughs> we got fired from there because dude was doing too many extracurricular activities. What do you mean make jewelry? Yeah, yeah, we machined it like, like I'd take a dowel rod like this, and and you would like wrap like three uh, fourteen stainless steel around it, and that makes you a spring, right? And then you cut it with a Dremel, and that's rings. And then you take and like on a buffer, you would buff that shit to where it's shiny, and then put a fucking hematite bead in there. And that's a forty dollar ring. Back and you were making them. Well, back then they were forty and fifty dollars each. Like a barbell was like seventy dollars. How hard was a barbell to make? Was hard. Well, you had to you had to have the die to thread it. You know what I mean? So you're just down there in this little sweatshop making all this jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made the needles too. We would go to the fucking like the uh, the animal store or whatever, like the like MFA. Okay. And like you would buy a 14 gauge fucking like needle to inject a hog with, but you would just cut the hubs off of it and then sand that. And that's a, that was your piercing needle. Yeah. It was way cheaper than, cause you got to remember, bro, that shit was expensive back then. Expensive. Cause I remember, uh, we were, you were just talking about, uh, you're like, I'm pretty sure I used like, you know, or someone, someone had asked you when blessing made needles and you were like, well, we didn't, you know, I wasn't out there making needles every goddamn day forever like that. Yeah, you know, like the needles on the bar were around because that had to have been early two thousands ish. So, so they were around. They were just expensive. Yeah. Well, no. When I got into tattooing, 
I made all loose loose needle. I grouped them, all that shit because it was too expensive. Like it wasn't worth it. Because and then what? I remember the shop minimum, at least where I was at, it was like fifty bucks. That was the shop minimum. So you had to buy a needle, and the needle cost five dollars. And then you're buying this, and you're buying that. And you know, you're like, oh, it's too much. Now it's too much. When, when, I, to- when I started, we reused needles at first, like in the like ninety nine, early two thousand. They were still like. They would like clean them up and sterilize them. And then we were popping them off the bar and we were just buying loose needles and soldering those together in groupings. I mean, I made mags and all that shit back then. And then I want to say I'd been tattooing three years. So 2003, 2004, heads and shit started coming out. Like I was saying, you could buy 10 pre-made heads for ten dollars a head, I want to say, and so it's a hundred dollars. You get god damn ten of them in a box. Sounds, sounds like a lot right now. <laughs> I know it was crazy bro. for just the head. Well, I didn't do that. This dude named Cy that I worked with, fucking, he did that, and I was still buying loose and make. Now, when I opened up my shop in two thousand six, where was that at? Yuma, Arizona. Ooh, that's where I heard about you. It was out there in the goddamn desert, desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bought it from that old crazy dude that owned, it was called Rites of Passage. What was his name? I can't remember. I have some flash sheets from Yuma, and it was called Hot Flash. And I don't know who made it, but it said C. Randall at the bottom, but it was from Yuma, Arizona. And it wasn't Randall. I think that's a... I would still like to know who that dude was. I think that's a Mexican. Is it like... It's like black and gray kind of flash. It looks nice, but it says hot flash Yuma, Arizona. It doesn't it's not like Aztec looking. No, stuff. none of that. No, oh, not okay. like that. It was just it, it it just said Yuma. I thought it was but like, I can't remember what this dude this old dude though, he was like well known. He had been he did like uh this like Michael the Archangel, like color full back tattoo that used to be in a ton of magazines. So he was a, he was famous. Yeah, and, and <laughs> a toucan. Yeah, he well, he was famous for the day, you know. Man, I wish I could remember that motherfucker's name. Well, I was telling. Ah, sorry, I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off. I was oh, telling somebody good. if you did, I was like, if you could do one good back piece in two thousand one, be a crisp one, and take it to a show, I was like, you're fucking made, dude. You're made. You do one. That's true. You're good to go. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're talking about that one back piece, and it's fucking big. He had two. He had another one that was this toucan that was like, it was like this jungle scene, but it was like a toucan bird was like the biggest feature of it. You said, probably in that magazine that fucking Adam was showing us earlier. There. For the 15th time it was in there? The For the 30th was- time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, you definitely saw his shit by like old Shotzi shit. Like, I definitely had seen that dude's tattoos before. And, uh, I bought that shop to get out of <laughs> you stuff? Know, stuff, the lifestyle I was living in. But you thought if you just move real quick, you'd be set, huh? Near the border. Yeah. Well, you want to be close <laughs> to Dennis. You want to be able to get fucking antibiotics. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. <laughs> That's exactly. Got my teeth fixed up. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah. For a smile, dude. I made a day of it, huh? I get you. Yeah. 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 So is so so. How was Yuma? How was tattooing in Yuma? Hot. Yeah, it, was, it was like tattooing in Oklahoma right now. Fucking today, yeah. Yeah, but. no, it would. Uh, you know, 
Yuma, I like to call Yuma the asshole of America. It's where all good things come to an end. The Colorado River, <laughs> America, my life. <laughs> Did you know uh, a little side note? You know the McDonald's in Yuma. <laughs> Which one? There's one. There's the main one. Like through whatever freeway you're on, there's a there's a McDonald's. The five that goes. Yeah. That McDonald's was the number one selling McDonald's in America for so many years because it was the only place to eat between Phoenix and fucking. That makes sense. And some dude, and the guy that told me that was a guy who was from Yuma and like loved Yuma, right? Tattooed. He's like, yeah, fuck love Yuma. And I was like, fucking sucks. There, it's hot, bro. It's fucking you know, I was like, is there like a prison, an Air Force base? And he was like, yeah, in the McDonald's. And I was like, what? And he's all the number one McDonald's. I was all fucking whoa. Little known fact. Hey, just so you know, you were in the presence of greatness for years and you fucked it. You wasted it. I did not know that. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, you know, Yuma, Yuma was a vehicle of a lot of things for me, though. You know, like it, you know, you don't you don't know shit when you're younger, man. And I got down there and I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking Yuma. And I remember somebody saying, Oh yeah, you're just gonna live down here the rest of your life and tattoo. Fuck, I didn't sign up to live down here the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was just coming to do a fucking, you know, do some stuff. Okay. Do some stuff. And it got really fucking weird for me, and my back, my back went out during that time, um, and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> These fucking. I don't know if you know this, but Yuma's not really known for their medical fucking... <laughs> their prowess? <laughs> their medical prowess? Yeah. So, dude told me that I might have a brain tumor. He wasn't sure what was the matter with me. He, because, just, he just shrugged? You yeah, went in? He, yeah, like, they they finally got me in an MRI, like, a couple months later. And, like, I was having a hard time breathing and all kinds of shit. And basically, my disc had just herniated in a couple different spots. And they were just so bad that it was like pushing on these nerves that felt like my ribs were broke so i was having like a hard time breathing and then like fucking couldn't hardly like i couldn't sit down for any length of time and i couldn't stand up and it was just like my lower back just hurt so bad and then uh you off. there's nerves in your neck that are just dedicated to make you feel like your ribs are broke that's the thing that's just like no i think those are actually like in your like in your uh thorax or whatever the like right here right between your shoulder blades but it felt like you had two options and that's fucking have your ribs broke or have your neck broke and you just bounce between both of those yeah yeah yeah. it was terrible it was it was it was uh, i really yeah i didn't know what was gonna happen um i started uh i did some physical therapy and then i did some injections in phoenix and uh shit got better for me and then I was like, I'm not going to die in this fucking desert, fuck crippled like that old man, you know, because I think what did it was I started, I was tattooed. I, so when I bought that shop, it had a huge military fucking oh, yeah. clientele. We tattooed all the bugle drum corps and all of the silent uh, drum corps or silent drill team um, for the Navy. And then they would also bring them and it was all during fucking desert storm. So it was so busy down there and bush was working on the fence so we had fucking uh, uh what do you call it the, like national guard down there all the time too they were switching out each state they put them in hotels to work on the fence and they would fuck it or the wall or whatever you want to call it um 
and the border patrol was amping up at the time too because we were shutting out mexico so, so i was busy as fuck and i was working like 14 hour days and like just getting that military money you know what i mean like i'm gonna rub this money on my back when it's over <laughs> with you know what i mean it'd <laughs> ah, be better and uh broke me bro broke just fucking snapped your Slugs snapped your neck for real yeah bro broke me so did uh how long how long did you end up actually being in you about five years yeah and then where'd you go from there went to romans oh you went to a different desert a different flavor desert you went you went to fucking tall black socks and dirt bikes <laughs> desert didn't you <laughs> yep bro <laughs> hey bro hey bro <laughs> Doom buggies, buggy all over the desert. Dude, uh, I I lived in Havasu, right? My wife was from Parker. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you've been know. to you, yeah. I so my wife's that. from Parker. And then we lived in Havasu and I was tattooing in Havasu. And like, I don't ride dirt bikes. I don't give a shit about it. I don't care about glamis. I don't care about quads. Like, it's cool. Like, if I went to uh, camping, someone's like, hey, I got fucking three quads. Yeah, cool, cool, dude. But I've never in my life thought about it past that. Like, I've never been like, man, I wish I could have like a, a crazy dirt bike and i could fix it every saturday i wish i could do that jump my buggy all over the oh yeah here. yeah but i would tattoo a fucking grip those dudes <laughs> and i remember a lot of times like want like a you know like sprocket or the chain and all that man this the parts of dirt bikes are hard as shit to draw i don't you know and i've seen them pulled out i mean people have done them and they're super fucking awesome you know but the amount of people that uh <laughs> live concentrated <laughs> right there that like that because i was like hey there's desert a lot a fucking lot yeah a lot of the u.s is a lot of desert and you yeah. fucking love this shit right here that was the the most interesting thing is like how many people were like this is my fucking life bro i'm putting this dirt bike in coma and we're going there today <laughs> yeah bro and that's, that was that's it that's what they live for riding the buggies all through fucking glamas oh the, yeah the dunes bro like when i was in yuma dunes, we're going dunes hey hey homes dunes Fucking, I, I never even rode on one of them. <laughs> the sand buggy. <laughs> yeah, fucking. They're like eighty grand. <laughs> they like, like so much money. You, how did you even afford a fucking eighty grand fucking buggy? Like, well, when you get to have a seat, you get to the boat people where they got boats that are two hundred grand. And they're fucking thirty feet long. Got twin turbo engines. We got the same thing in Missouri. It's called Lake of the Ozarks. And you get all the fancy stuff there. Oh yeah. That's where I worked with them old dudes that I was talking about earlier. That that place there was wild. Uh, lake of the Ozarks is a three thousand acre lake in the middle of Missouri. And like people don't three thousand acres. Yeah, bro, it's fucking. It has more shoreline than California. <laughs> I'm not fucking shit. kidding. You're all bro. serious, you It's not a game. <laughs> it's not, a lot of water. No, I was telling my ex this. I was like, she's from the fucking Caribbean. She's like what and i was like it looks like a fucking ocean in the middle of missouri it's kind of crazy is it man-made yeah by the, holy by the monsters fuck. holy they fuck. like we're hiding all kinds of money down so what uh how many towns were there there's only one town it's like they cover up towns because someone was saying uh or something oh it might have like they flooded it it's it's from a dam they do the electricity off of yeah. the dam and i'm sure there was little stuff, but it's been there forever, bro. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. And uh, that place used to be wild. Like, there was only two tattoo shops there. And like three months out of the year. It was out of fucking hand. Bro, I made $10,000 a 
a fucking weekend at 50%. So you were... Bro, I didn't even sell a tattoo. The dude would sell them all for us. And he would come in and be like $700 for a tattoo this big. And be like, let's get that done. I got two more. That's like 90 strip prices. Bro, it was insane. So... So back 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 to the, I still want to hear about that, but back back to the to the high desert. You want you want to work with Roman? This was like that. Was, what year was that? Two thousand eight. So that was that was like the I won I won Hell City Best New School two thousand nine with Roman. So two thousand eight I moved there. So that so you were at the peak of where everybody out there was the best tattooer in the world in every magazine and every... That's how I met Roman, bro. Like, I met him at Ventura Convention and he, like, saw some of my shit. I'd done a collaboration with Jesse Smith and he was like, that's fucking sick, bro. You should fucking come guest spot. I was like, I'm gonna do that. Then you pulled up. Yeah, bro, and I pulled up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, yo, you should come work for me. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, we talked about it a little bit. This is funny, bro. So, I went back to my shop, and I was like, we're going to close this thing down. And you went? Yeah. I'm going to close it down. I'm going to pack up my shit, and I'm going to go work with Roman. So, like, I called the shop several times, talked to the assistant, told him when I was moving there. I went up, came back up for a guest spot, got an apartment. I pulled up there, you know, you all... And I came in, like, they were just open. I was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's up? He was, like, doing something with the counter guy. And then he was like, are you my appointment for today? And I'm like, no, bro. I'm fucking moved here to work. And he's like, oh, shit. Hold on. And so, like, he, like, goes to And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he, like, he was like, come back here, bro. He's like, so I hired this other guy because I didn't really know what's going on with you. He's like, it's going to be cool, bro. We're going to be busy as fuck. Don't trip. <laughs> and you were just like, and you hoes all running? Yeah, bro. Oh, hey, it is, I'm going to make it cool. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have no other option but to make it real tight. Is that cool? We're going to share. Yeah, we're going to share a table. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know. I don't even know you were So that, that was how that started. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so well, just well. go from there. So it was good. It sounds like it went good. But you go, I went to the first hell shit, or did you go to the first hell city in Phoenix? Maybe not the first one. I went to the first, first, first one. Went to I got tattooed by Kurt Barrett. We want like a real early. So I uh, the first one in Phoenix are like it's gonna be the biggest show. It's gonna have every guy that does my highlights ever alive. He's gonna they're all gonna be here. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, we gotta get up there. Oh, some white eyes. <laughs> We all need to wear the same shop shirt so people know we're tight. So people know us, we're tight. And then we all did, right? And so I go. And it was just like, if I could go back now, I wish I could go back now the first one and talk to everybody that was there now because obviously I'm a lot more comfortable now. And I would, I would fucking talk shit with everybody for all day. Right. Because now I feel like there was one row of people and it was and like Nico, Joe Calvianco, Jimmy Litwalk, Jesse Smith, and then Tony Cavaro, and then and the other side, it was like Mike, 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 Mike DeVries and it had like just every fucking murder row. Every mur- yeah. And I just walked down and you're all, oh shit. And you know, the free sticker, I'm all, oh, sticker, sticker. 
card. I'm all looking at the portfolio like, are you looking to get some? I was like, I can't afford nothing. What do you mean? I came here for free stickers, dude. Like I rode a bus here. I rode a city bus here. I just want to see what was up. And then they had Aaron Cannon, Guy Atchison, <laughs> Tattoo Biomech on, on Saber, the, the graffiti guy. Oh, that was... The, the first... I didn't go to that I was there in person as a child. I rode a bus there <laughs> in the summer, dude. And it was a mission. Like, cause it yeah. was far. So, but I went there and then I'm walking around and you're like, you know, Aaron Kane's tattooing sick ass bioback and the guy I chin. I was like, it's pretty cool today, man. Like I had no idea. I was like, this is probably the peak of fucking day I'll ever see of everybody in one room. Right. And then Joe, Joe was tattooing like the same chick face on every dude's hand that ever lived. <laughs> Yeah, like if you didn't have that like you're like dude you know and i think uh and i've met joseph so i'll say all those jokes straight to him he's a he's a he's a good guy he was real and when i get to meet i got to meet him several years later like last year i was like man i should have just said what's up then (laughs) but uh that shit was insane That, that was that whole time and you were romans and that shit was i remember creeping myspace dude trying to trying to see they're like, they got this new 39,000 color set coming out. And it has Roman. He's a hard style in front of a bodysuit. <laughs> and you're all going to have to get that, dude. I'm going to use dark cobalt a lot. I think. Dark cobalt. Yeah. I think. I, need black yeah. Black. I think the fucking joke in that is I still for real have an unopened first edition eternal cobalt. Because I didn't know there's nothing. You know what things in this world are cobalt? Cold cobalt, I think. Not, not really. And I wasn't <laughs> skilled enough to like you mix it. I was like, Mm-mm. I don't mix it. <laughs> it's already mixed. Bro. That's the best part. Pre dispersed. It's, you don't understand. You just don't understand me. Yeah. So uh, he didn't know I was coming. So I, that <laughs> that went good. Uh, no, I had like Roman did it, it. Definitely working with Roman changed my whole career, like in so many ways. Well, because especially, like I said, back then, any shop, even in town, you couldn't get into a shop that it was a regular occurrence to see somebody come from somewhere else, get a huge fucking tattoo, and then watch them get tattooed for 90 fucking hours. Yeah, people come from England for three days. I met a chick I've known forever now that was coming over and getting tattooed by fucking Roman and fucking for three days at a time. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And back then, that was fucking, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was while it was, to me, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. Well, and yeah. It, and it really, t- I mean, to be honest, like, I didn't know it at the time, but I turned it into that. You know? Like, I didn't know I was going to turn it into that. But did it, was it good? Was the whole experience now looking back? Was it good? Was it a good time? Yeah, it was. I mean, we had a fucking, me and Roman had a blast, bro. Like, we did a lot of shit. It was fun. It was fun. And you learned a lot about tattooing? I learned a lot about tattooing, and I met, I networked. I, <laughs> I probably look, lost $30,000 the first year I worked with him, but, like, networking, I probably made a $100,000, like, in people. You know what I mean? Like, later mm-hmm. on, like, I... Like, I'll probably turn that into money later on down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you met, you met everybody. Everybody, everybody that was sick. Yeah. And then when the when the desert got too dry, dude, what'd you do? <laughs> well, uh, I I am I moved up to San Francisco. Um, I was I was either gonna go to like San Diego or San Francisco from Romans. Um I wasn't really sure what I was doing because 
I got sober then in 2010. And uh, was that the first thing? Well, that was the first time. Time, time. yeah, yeah. The I first real time. I don't. I don't think any of the times before that were really. Ever yeah, you just didn't do drugs for a while. Yeah. Ish. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say that was more the way it was, and then in 2010, I was serious about. Like I was like, I can't live like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, shit has to change, and I was, uh, yeah. So I, I quit everything, which changed me a lot. I needed to change things, and I, I was evolving as an artist. And I think at the time, like for me, like I felt like I'd been like at that point living in the shadow of Roman a little bit, and that it was time for me to like do my own thing, kind of. So I went to San Francisco. Um, I took a job at Mom's which sounds a little crazy taking a job at a street shop, but at the time I kind of wanted to break away from drawing custom tattoos all the time. And I could travel full time from there and do whatever I wanted. So. Well, has a huge airport up, like international and, and. And that's what I did. I started doing Europe all, like all the time. They let you, you know what I was most surprised about when I talked to you in Europe is you said you were in Europe. I said, how the fuck? How does this motherfucker <laughs> get to Europe? Bro, so. But that is tricky, like, a little bit, like, because, like, England and shit, they don't really want me over there because of my felonies and shit, but... I thought if you, like, Canada. Canada, I can never go in. They, they, they told me, they told me when I tried to come in, they said, Mr. Woods, I can never, ever, ever let you in Canada. <laughs> he's all he goes, if I let you in, I'll lose my job. That's he, what he said. He's, he's, he's all telling you personally, he's all, he, like, pulled you out of the truck, let's go smoke by the street, look. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was with Ron Russo and them and fucking uh, Gina Russo was fucking lit up at the border, bro. And she was just like going wild on this border agent. And they're like, why don't you come uh, over here in the secondary? And like me and Ron both are felons. They're going to fuck with him. So then we had to have this whole conversation. And then, of course, when they run my name, that Mr. Woods, come on up here. Can't come in. Get the fuck out. They're like, yeah. turn it around, dude. Yeah. So, the first time that I went to Europe, I was worried about that. And I'd already bought a ticket. I was supposed to go to the Avion show. Um, the dude from the Avion show at the time hit me up and invited me to come out um, if I could bring like some people with me. So, I brought like Timmy and Ty and uh, Tim Boer out there. And, um, but I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to get in. And he was like, oh, no, we like a bad boy here. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm like, cool. So, but what I did is I flew into Brussels, into Belgium, because I was supposed to go to Liverpool. And I'm like, well, fuck, I've got a whole bunch of guest spots set up in Europe afterwards, right? So if they're going to turn me away, they can turn me away at the train. I'm going to take the train across the ocean. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That way, if I, because if you get off the plane in England, they put you back on the fucking plane and you're fucked. So instead, I flew into Belgium, and that way, if I got my tattoo equipment, then well, you're, you're already coming from a European country, so they're not gonna sweat you like that. Because I've heard people getting just fucking, just fucking railed. Now. They put them back on the fucking. They don't give a fuck. Like they'll check your Instagram. They'll yep. fucking call your mom. They don't give a shit. Yep. So I always fly into. Now I only fly into Switzerland because they're fucking chill. Don't care about fucking nothing. Huh? They don't care about nothing. And Swiss Air is a better airline if you're going to fly across 
for nine hours. I'd just rather have a, a nicer airline. You know what I mean? They take better care of their clients. And so, yeah, I fly to Swiss and then I can get to anywhere once I'm in Europe. But yeah. Once you get across, have you been to Australia? I think it's kind of the same thing as England. I like looked into it, but I think you have to petition like if you're a felon. Even no matter how old it is. I don't think so. I think so that's a, like that's something that I learned from Canada is like no matter how old your felony is, uh, NCIC will always have everything. Like they had stuff that wasn't even charges or aren't even convictions for me that are just on my jacket. I was charged with this, but you know, but not guilty, blah blah blah. They don't really give a fuck. Dismissed. Well, they can see everything though. Like that's like that's something you don't find out until you're in a situation like that. That like when the government takes record of that shit, it's there forever. And I'm actually right now working on getting my felony expunged after twenty fucking seven years for a fucking quarter pound of marijuana that's legal now. So you're, now you're working on it? I've been working is on that, it. Is that a long shot? Well, now I'm pretty sure I'll get it. The expungement. I mean, it's a long shot. Well, it has been a long shot because marijuana wasn't legal in Missouri till 2018. So they're like, yeah, you broke the fucking law. You broke law, blah, blah, blah. But now, I mean, how are you going to keep me a convicted felon? It's, it's fucking crazy anyway. Like, I couldn't get grants during the fucking pandemic and all this shit because I got busted with weed when I was 18. I'm yeah. fucking 47 years old. Holy like, shit. I went to prison. Like, aren't we done with that now? No. You know, like, man. I pay my taxes. I'm a fucking business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can't we be done with that? I've, I've never had trouble traveling, you know, and I like, I like Canada a lot. Canada's fucking tight. You know, any border crossing is fucking like it, it, it gives you anxiety, dude, because you're all beep beep and then someone's all, hmm, and you're all, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, uh, but Josh tried to go to Canada and they, I don't even think he has a felony, but they stopped him at the door and they were like, they, he had, it was in his truck and he was like, yeah, I'm fucking just come over here and hang out. They're like, no, the fuck, you're not. And he was like, for what? They're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking, they're like that in Canada. He, dr- he drove all the way there from like Ohio or something. They were like, fuck off. Yeah, no, they're like, yeah, why are you coming here, sir? Nah, not today. <laughs> he's like, one, turn back around. One dude's decision. He's like, oh, I don't feel like you being here. I don't feel like that's what's up. You might do a tattoo in there. Yeah. I've, are you coming for any conventions? And you're like, I might be like, did you get fucking everything visa? You're like, I, I didn't get that. Because I know I went to London and I was like, oh shit, it's London show. I wonder if they're going to like, you know, I wonder if they're going to try to fuck with me. And no one. No one said shit, and it was fine, you know. But uh, I wonder, is there like a list of countries that you could say? Is there like an app already that says like what kind of shit you got that'll tell you countries that'll let you in them? You know, I don't know. That's that's a good idea for an app. That's dude. a good idea for an app. Is to see because I would make it easy. Then you go, oh fuck, I'll go all these places. I can't go to this. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm pretty sure you can get into anywhere that needs money. You can get into all those. They'll, they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yeah. Canada, it's like, we're rich. Yeah, we here. don't need money. Ain't yeah. over here. Actually, Sweden was cool about coming over there, and they don't need money. And they're Yeah, cool. and like, all of the Scandinavian countries, they're all, like, I, that's my favorite place to be. Yeah, I wanted to go over there. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to They got the best money, and they got, 
they're fucking they all speak english really good they get sarcasm because they watch all our tv have you been to iceland i have not somebody said they went to iceland so it was sick as fuck. Fire. sick as fuck yeah. yeah and then uh that was that and then greenland is the one that's actually ice is it isn't it yeah it's actually like fucking desolate kind of shit i went no uh, i used to go Used to go to uh, Carlstad and like uh, you know who Yimmy Linen is or yeah. Emma Ledge. You probably so. know who Emma Ledge is. If I, I showed them their stuff, it's okay. like new school guys. Okay. And uh, I would go spend, bro. I'd spend the winters over there. Like, I made so much money there. It was more about trying to figure out how I was going to get the money back here than it was yeah anything else. Yeah, yeah. And You're a little bit nervous about that shit. That's the hardest part. For real, like I make so back then because the exchange rate was so good too. Like, I think really Canada getting getting money of other denominations, like it's like monopoly money to me, right? Like it's not. This is your whole life. I'm sure they see our money. It's like what's this fucking paper ticket? It's fucking Cl- Mickey Mouse clown money. Yeah, it's goddamn clown money, right? But someone I was holding a dollar or whatever, and it all smells like syrup. I was like, what? And then I even scraped it. It smells like syrup. I was like, your fucking dollar smells like syrup. And I did it. I was like, that's fucking sick. And he was like, it "It does. If you take, yeah, Canadian, I don't know which one, but if you like, I don't know if it's like a scratch or sniff. (laughs) Fish smells like maple syrup, dude. You know how fucking good you got to be at printing? (laughs) (laughs) So far past, you're like, what are we capable of? And a guy got bored. He's like, fuck, make it smell like maple syrup forever. And you're like, what? what? We can do that? He's like, holy shit. Why aren't we in space right now, man? And he was like, oh. fuck watermarks. Yeah. Do smell that's marks. some old shit. Yeah. Embossing. He's also fucking that. That's dead. That's dead. I, I emboss it with smell now. But what I had thought because of that, I immediately thought, what if I got a business card that smelled like green soap? <laughs> It'd be sick, right? It would smell like green soap, except for all the people that don't use green soap, right? So I was like, fuck, I'm late, dude, you know? But in the 90s, you had a green soap card, you'd have been, hey. Well, think think about what's Terry's wife's name. She goes, I love that smell, green soap. Oh, that mm, makes me wet. It's always, <laughs> always. I got, to, I got to see some dude just like that, dude. They pull up on a bike and he's all, <laughs> she's here, but you're going to pop her chair. I was like, that's weird, bro. <laughs> yeah, hey. started to sound hella weird. She's fucking 60. <laughs> Nobody's popped her cherry in fucking 55 years. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come. Yeah, well, she wants to get it right here. Little butterfly right here. He's like, hold on. Let me fucking rip her pants down. Right, right about here. Chill the fuck out, bro. Hey, Terry. I think you just sexually assaulted me. Yes, I feel. Hey, I've, you're making me feel fucked up about being part of your weird shit. Yeah. So, I just had an old lady come in and I tattooed, like, I did a tattoo on her. And it was a sad deal, man. Both of her children died, but, like, she, what she told me, I was like, she seems really old to have both of her children died, but like one like suicide, the other Fuck. one something else. And like she's just like batshit crazy at this point, you know. Boy, so like it would make you crazy, right? Shit. And so like I'm trying to be real nice to her, but like she's like, you know, it makes me wet and fucking oh <laughs> hurt me. I like it. Last guy pulled my hair, and I'm like, I was like. I understand sexual assault, man. You've been doing it to me all day. Like, <laughs> she said the last guy pulled my hair when you have a dirty glow, dude. He's all, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, even the girls at work are like, whoa, she's fucking on one. I was like, I know, man. Like every time she comes in, she, hey, wow. Oh, he's trying, he's trying to get you, dude. I was like, you need to tell your husband about that, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. I'm professional. I'm professional. <laughs> fucking in here fucking sexually assaulting me right now. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, hey, stop. And then she comes back. She's like, I'm gonna do the same thing. You're like, all right, but don't do it. Don't do a lot. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, I was just trying to get her fucking. She got she got like a realistic fucking flat, like these flowers on her feet. And I told her, I was like, I told her before, I was like, don't oh, you want to put this somewhere else? It's gonna hurt. You're fucking old. <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you, as an old person, tattoos hurt worse than they did back whenever that guy did your other foot. Do that once you got back in the day, that little one. <laughs> that little she one. She didn't get edged up, bro. That thing was bad. You could tell that she didn't set well for it. You know what I mean? And then had fucking lines that thick on it. You know? Yeah. Bro. So with uh. So you were in San Francisco. Back to, we went on a tangent. I did. I probably did yeah, it. But, yeah. but you were in San Francisco. And you got full time. And then you worked at Mom's. Worked at Mom's until I couldn't work there anymore. And I quit. I didn't even have a job. I was like, I'm just going to travel. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm traveling. I tried to get a job in the city and like nobody's hiring me. What does the city mean? In, in San Francisco? Like. Is there like a city like, and then a and then a, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. county? Like San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like city is city. Like like it's the city. The city. And anything outside the city is not the city. Is a Bay Area? Is that Bay Area? Bay Area. You know, East Bay, it's Oakland and shit like that. Like Brentwood and Oh yeah. Sorry, a bug a bug interrupted it. We're still out. We're mildly outdoors. Half outdoors. The Mexican killed it. You got it, you got it. <laughs> anyway, cool so garage. so out there in uh what was that? I, I don't even understand how people what was I saying? Oh, so so in the city, like you got like black heart, skull and sword at the time. Uh the only place I really had a job option was what was that? Uh, ladies shop. Gay girl from that did all the black work. Roxy, Roxy had like thought about giving me a job, but everybody else like nobody's leaving their shot. Like nobody's leaving Seven Sun, bro. You know what I mean? Like nobody's leaving Skull and Sword. So like there is no jobs in any shops except for the Hell's Angel shop or, like or, or whatever whatever shop you can get in. Whatever shop you get in. So I just started traveling full time and. That was great for me, really. Uh, basically, living in San Francisco was like, it was like I lived there on vacation. Because, like, when I was home, I didn't have anything to do except for chill. Isn't it, like, the most expensive goddamn place? Isn't this great? I, this is crazy, bro. Like, when I lived there, I lived, like, carefree and, like, like, I was rich or something. It was crazy. Like, I was on vacation in San Francisco. But, like, when I was gone, I'd be grinding super yeah. hard and I'd pay my... But, like, I had a really good spot for, like, really cheap because I got, like, kicked in on a, the girl that I talked to Tattoo that we were talking about her apprenticeship. She, I got her a job in San Francisco before I went up there. So I moved into her apartment, and then her and her girlfriend broke up, moved out. Now it's my apartment. 
So and it was tight. It was like nineteen hundred a month for a two bedroom apartment in what's called the Inner Sunset, which is like right across from Golden Gate Park, which is like a really nice area of the city. So what what would that cost nowadays? Five thousand. Holy six thousand. Wouldn't you say? He probably rents that thing for six thousand a month. Just one part of it. It's a fourplex, bro. It was probably eight hundred square feet. My room was pretty nice and big. And then Christian's room was small. I had a roommate, kept one roommate. So I paid a thousand a month and they paid 900. Oh, so, it was, so it was fucking whatever. Bro, I was balling. And you know what I mean? Like, I would go get rich on the road. Like, you know, I guess about for like two months, like Studio 13. Fucking. Did you live in Fort Wayne when I went there? Yeah. That's where you lived then? I might have been guest spotting that. I don't know. We might have been guest spotting at the same time or something because I don't, I don't know. know if I was living there yet. I thought I thought you worked there. Worked there. Like I thought then I was that. living there then. I only lived there for one year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I moved from San Francisco. I met this chick in Tennessee and we ended up moving to San or moving to Fort Wayne together is where we cohabitated. Because like probably wouldn't have worked out good for a new relationship for me to be on the road two months at and a time forever yeah you know yeah. what i mean so we booed up over there i was i was only there for a day or two but fort wayne was cool i liked yeah, like fort wayne. yeah i thought it was cool it's man. good for a couple of days i liked it I liked it's it. like it's like a geographical oddity bro it's like three hours away from everything like it's like it's three hours away from india three hours away from it's two hours away from Indy three hours away from Detroit three hours away from Cleveland two hours away from Toledo it's like it's like this three it's like yeah and it's like it doesn't have like it doesn't have like an Apple store it has like Mac friend or something you know what I mean it has like a bootleg store that's kind of like the Apple store you well, know I mean, what I mean kind is better than nothing well, sure but you know what I'm saying like <laughs> Bro, I'm just like after living in the city, like for all those years. We had like, every fucking everything you ever wanted right there. Yeah, that's so like from there I moved to St. Louis because I was like, I'm gonna live in the fucking Midwest. I might as well live where my fucking fucking shitty ass family lives. Is that where is that where is that where you were from originally with St. Louis? Well, it's from Columbia, which is two hours is that it's two hours west of St. Louis. It's right between Kansas City and St. Louis. It's the midway mark between Kansas City and St. Louis and Missouri. Like I-70 runs between okay. the two of them. And so it's right in the middle. So when you grow up in Columbia, so Columbia is like where MU is, like the MU is that Tigers. The thing? I've heard so many people talk about Columbia and I couldn't figure out if it MU's was like, there. Okay, yeah. Because I couldn't figure out. I was like, what the fuck is there that's MU. making it? A place, you know, because I've seen a, 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 a it's a nice ass town, bro. Like it, low crime, good schools. Fuck, it's a nice town, you know, yeah. it's a college town. But like when you're like 15 or 16, you're either like drinking underage and like getting in trouble there, or you go to fucking like the cities, you know, Kansas City or St. Louis to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Because I know, like I was telling you, one of my best friends in the world, he's he's from Kansas City. And he and I when I would go to Kansas City, I in my brain, I don't know what the fuck I thought Kansas City was. When I went down in Arizona, like I was like, oh, Kansas City's nice, you know, like it's real nice. He like that's what I thought in my brain. I was like, man, that's real nice. 
And then, nice and then I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna tattoo this guy's shop. His shops on truce. And he's all shops on fucking truce. And he was all like being for real. And I was like, "Yeah, what's up? Let's get the truck. Let's go. Let's roll. You know." And he was like, "Are you fucking around down here?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "And this time he used to buy and flip houses all the time. And he was from there. He knew everybody. He had a huge family. Everybody knew everybody. You know." And he was like, "Man, he's, when I was eighteen, he's come down here. Look, he's." Skirting a lowrider, hit that pole. See this over there? Like, he showed me all this shit. And I was all, damn, this shit is, this shit gets grimy, huh? <laughs> it's all... wild. Truce is wild, bro. <laughs> it was fun. I had a great fucking time. You know, yeah. I remember Sam was in Kansas City, like, yeah, you should go up there. And she was like, god damn, you just went, went to it. And then the only time I ever went to St. Louis, it, it was really cool. And I don't even know where I was in St. Louis, but I know, I, you know, it was St. Louis. And I was like, I'm going to go sell some flash and stuff. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool don't go here and i was like what and they're like around there just a map like it was a general generalization hey don't go around there there. i was like what do you mean like hey that's just not for you bro you driving i was all yeah nah man just you you won't drive anymore go go ahead and skip go over let's go over here you know and every city yeah every city has a place in town like you go to denver you're like yeah let's fuck run around on colfax like all right like for a while we ain't going past this street we're not gonna do all that mm-hmm. you know uh but for the most part i like i i mean i like missouri it's real similar landscape at least got more trees it's got all the good trees it's got good trees yeah uh, but like if you grow up in, in columbia you either go gravitate to kansas city or st louis when you're younger and so like i i grew up kicking it in st louis and then like when I became a tattoo artist, I told you, you know, I kind of started in Houston and I came back to Columbia. But like all the real good artists were either in Kansas City or St. Louis. But like in order for me to get better back then, like they weren't hiring me in Kansas City or St. Louis. So like that's why I went to California for so many years was like I knew that you if you went on either the East Coast or the West Coast, you were going to get around people that were fucking good. You know yeah, I mean? well, it was always the coast, dude. Yeah. Well, everybody in Arizona, if you got good in Arizona, the first thing you do is fucking leave. Go to California. <laughs> go to California. Yeah. Or you go to the opposite. Or uh, I think the first real dude we knew that was so good and, and left, a- Adrian Dominic tattooed. He was from, like, my side of town, you know. And there was no, that, that I knew of, like, any, like, kind of well-known guys and super good. You know, he was, in, he was fucking incredibly good. He's still he's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went to work with Nick Baxter, and then all of us were like, "Fuck," you know. And he fucking killed him. He still kills it. I'm gonna fucking tattoo his ass off. But he was from the same kind of shitty side of town we were, you know. And that was, you know, that that but that was the thing too. Is you're saying everybody had to go to either you had to pick a pick Kansas City or St. Louis, but you weren't gonna fucking go anywhere else other than that shit, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and again, like. Brad wasn't hiring anybody back then. Like, he had a fucking killer crew of artists, so he wasn't hiring anybody. And I can't remember. The, there was a shop in Kansas City called uh, Fruits on Broadway that had a bunch of killer artists. This dude named uh, Rox. Uh, really good. I don't know where that dude ever went or anything. But, like, back in the fucking late 90s early 2000s bro nobody was trying to give apprenticeships or give you a job no, no, or no. you know like get even getting a job even as a licensed tattooer was hard like really was were you like cold call it dude or you had to go in with it you had to go i remember sure. going around my wife would drive me around town several times with a portfolio and you go in and 
that's how you try to get a job. Hey, you guys hiring? And then be like, some dude up there and he looked at your shit like he was like some stank faces all, ugh, motherfucker, let me see, ugh. And unless you were incredibly fucking good, it wasn't going past there. We'll let him know, bro. We'll see what's up. Jim ain't here right now. <laughs> we, we don't need any more dudes. Thanks. Yeah, they would just stop you right there, dude. Or it, no, he, bro, you couldn't walk in. Like, I don't know when this changed, but remember when you'd walk in a tattoo shop, like to look around, you'd be like, there are meme mugs want to walk in here. You know, like, or you and meme mug people when they would walk in the shop, like, <laughs> Oh, their tattoo artists over here looking around, checking out prices or something. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was talking about that because people day. didn't have tattoos back then, and so like, if a dude come in heavily, you look like a tattooer. Fuck you, doing in my town, poking around. Well, now it's so normal. People, oh, I tattooed with Ross. Want to come by? Like, oh, what's up, man? Hey, check yeah. it out. Hey, but back then it, it, it wasn't friendly. You had you had to go in, and then half the time you usually make a friend if you came around enough. You know, or you, you want to be like, oh, we're cool, we're cool. But I remember going to the shop and they'd be like, old oh, dudes, they'd be like, what are you doing? You're looking for a job? You know, and I'm like, no, man, I was just seeing what's up. And then immediately from there, they're, you know, like, why? Like, did Adrian do that? Yeah. He did this back in the. Bro, I I know Adrian. I know Adrian well, and I know his stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, he, to this day, he's still one of my favorite tattooers. And he's Super so unique. fucking good. But I've seen him tattoo everything. I've seen it around town, you know, in Phoenix. You know, some dude had traditional and he did it. And I was like, it's fucking good as fuck. Yeah, dude, this dude could, and he could paint his ass off. Oh, I know. But I remember trying to, one of the guys. I went to Philip Blues with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 see, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to have Adrian on the podcast and he's in Australia now. Yeah. And I was talking to him because, you know, I made page and i was like making fun of everybody he was like fucking love that you're just making fun of everybody because it's so fucking dumb <laughs> right and adrian was never he was the first dude i went and got tattooed by originally we got tattooed he came and tattooed the whole shop because one of the guys we worked with we were in the shop on the west side he's like hey everybody will get tattooed if you come over so he's like cool so he like came over and we all like i think each of us probably had a few hundred bucks like we didn't have like yeah. you know and it was and it was fucking one of the funnest tattoo wise it's the first time I've ever seen another guy come to a shop and tattoo. He tattooed the fuck out of everybody. He was doing shit that I remember him tattooing with like a five liner. And it was like, we got to do big lines. He's like, just do it in a circle. And I was like, oh, whoa. You know? He's all, what colors do you use? It's all the exact same shit we could buy off the shelf. And I'm all, how does he, how does he do it? You know? And it, it's fucking awesome. And, no, no, for sure. And then I got tattooed by him again because he was coming in and out of town. And back then I didn't have any uh, any fucking money i didn't have a lot of money you know so uh i wanted to get tattooed and he was like can yeah, come back in i was like cool when can i get tattooed he's like be there like i don't know 9 a.m wednesday and i was like what and he was like yeah like 9 a.m i was like the morning holy fuck <laughs> i was like what is this guy a business guy how does this what yeah, that's strange especially <laughs> what the fuck yeah and then he, you gotta go he, he's like i'm tattooing downtown so place you go look you'll see me I'm right downtown. Like, if you were from West Phoenix, you didn't fucking go downtown. Like, there's nothing, nothing there. You know, like yeah. at least for us. Like, I, I was never. Everyone I grew up with, like, we, we didn't go downtown really. But he was always down to do cool shit, and he'd fucking paint. He'd go out and paint. You know, and it, the whole mural and it'd be fucking sick as fuck. And then he would oil paint. I was like, you're a tattooer though, and I was like, you can oil paint like better than people that do that for a goddamn living. It's crazy. But he's uh 
Yeah, I would you say. See what he's doing in the metaverse right now? Dude, it's funny. He's, he's like, I'm doing a seminar in the metaverse. I was like, dude, you're fucking. <laughs> at all times in my life so far, you've been about 10 years ahead. You've been in, in thought the and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought, I, like, sometimes I think I know. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the cutting edge. Like, no, dude. He's like, always 10, <laughs> 20. Levitation. Yeah, fully understand it. And like, you try and. and and even I don't know, the older I get, the, the more I understand it. But I'm like, oh, he's still a fucking tattooer. And everybody back then had like Asian stories. Oh, I remember when he was just literally come here, scrub his tubes, sterilize his tubes in here. That's right. Yeah, we know him. You know, <laughs> some little, you know, some shop that was a regular fucking yeah. street shop. It's a little grimy street shop. Yeah, we know him. He'd be around. He'd do all this. But yeah, I do. I I need it. I I have figured out how to do it over the phone now, right? So I wanted to do it with him. Because I think I was talking to Joe, and Joe was like, "Well, I haven't seen he hasn't he hasn't been back in a while. I don't think he comes back very he often. He doesn't come back very often because it's a it's a journey, bro, to go to Australia. Yeah, he was he was back here a while back. Like I feel like we met up at some like he was it was like a weird thing. Like he was just in for something, and I like saw him somewhere. I feel like I was like, yeah." Well, I mean, it's been like five years, probably. Well, hopefully I'll see him again someday. Especially. I'll bring I'll bring up this like fifteen year old tattoo. Like, let's get this finished up. Yeah, let's get ironed out. I've been waiting. Been waiting, been waiting this. To get this third session. You, you ready? You're like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I want you to finish it just hey, like you were going I would like to. to think back. I want you to think back. <laughs> if I ever get tattooed by him, I'll be like, fuck that, <laughs> that shit hurt. You know, getting tattooed for like a long ass time. You know, I was like, fuck. there's like totally different we worked in street shops yeah you know like we were fighting to do a kind of a, what we thought was a cool tattoo you were like fighting about yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah. hoping to so that was seeing then seeing like like we were talking about seeing roman or you or anybody like nick back you like couldn't comprehend how the fuck how the <laughs> fuck did you actually get get to fucking do it how do you how do you know it was it was crazy crazy as shit yeah bro those long tattoos were crazy anyway. I know. It was like a million hours. <laughs> I know. How do I want this is a side cut. I've already side cut it fucking like 10 times. How do people do a portrait? Do it like a fucking printer and then fuck the stencil off and then later remake it. Is there a trick or am I just am I just not that good? You stop at a, at a spot. The exact spot. Where you like you line it like like say I'm gonna do your neck or do your, your portrait, right? Yeah. And all of this has a whole bunch of stuff. Well, I'll work on this until I get right to here. And then I'll wipe that off. And then when you come back, I'll be able to put that right on there. Match it to like here. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, scared? but I've seen them where they're like up to the nose, oh, bro. How the fuck? That's some magical Nico shit. I can't fucking I was like the only way I know how to do it is to like leave the exact space of the the stencil. You know what I mean? And find like a a stopping point. Does that make sense? Yeah, right? yeah. So like you'll yeah. find like a line in the thing. You can line that back up with part of the stencil. But as far as something like that, that's I'm, that's like some magical European shit or something. You know what I mean? You know how those dudes <laughs> draw with like two pencils and shit and fuck close their eyes and do a portrait now. <laughs> it's fucking, 
That's I, I am not magical. I, I, I'm just I'm I'm gonna run across somebody some days and be like, here's exactly how you do you fold the paper, right? And I'll be like, all right, all right. <laughs> you, fold you fold it right, and then you lie, you get a laser level. And I'm all okay. I'm with you. I don't know. You I just put the nose on there. <laughs> so so you got back to St. Louis. I, I, so I got back to St. Louis <laughs> about seven years ago. Six years ago. Whenever you call me and you're like, I'm opening up a sick, hey bro, I'm opening up a sick shop. I just painted this guy fucking looking like a fucking million gold leaves on it. <laughs> and he sent a picture and I was like, God damn, he did. That's nice. <laughs> uh well, six years ago I, I just moved there, like I said, to get with that chick and um I just worked there and but I did have the idea that because I was in so much pain and shit from my back problems. I was like, man, I got to find some other way to make money other than tattooing, but obviously in the tattoo industry because I don't know anything else. You make jewelry. I make hey, jewelry. head back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure China has the market corner now. <laughs> but, uh, so I was like, man, I bet I could put together a tattoo convention. You know, like I was like, and I had some money. So I was like, oh, I probably, I got enough money to put together a tattoo convention because I didn't know what I told you earlier. Yeah. Until I was halfway through with it. And yeah. then I found that out and I was like, oh, shit. That's my favorite way to learn shit. Yeah, I yeah. Because I'll just bet all my life on it. Well, that's why I actually just did that recently and I'm, I'm not winning at this one, but um, <clears throat> that's a different story. But the, so... Like I told you earlier about like working with Roman and meeting everybody and working around these people, it was really easy for me to reach out to pretty much anybody in the industry that I wanted to have at my first show. You know yeah. what I mean? And I had Jeff go away at my first show. He hadn't done a convention in a long time. Yeah. Um, Teresa. I mean, we had a, we had a murder row guy showed up at my first no show. shit bro he no shit there you there you go yeah yeah there it was go. crazy what's um, what which show i thought you had two shows going or you took over one or you started one or well, i took you, over i took over what used to be the old school show from wild um wild title i remember I, me, I can tell you that story how i got it um, yeah I, was like, I, I had to call lyle um but uh so I, I started that show in 2018 and it's just been successful ever since. What I think happened was is that affected the old school tattoo show, um, their business. And so in 2009 or no, no, 2018, the hotel called me and said, Bill and Lyle hadn't got their contract renewed for the show for that year and wanted to know if I would put on a show there. And I said, well, let me call live. I was like, I'm not going to do something like this without talking to Lyle. I didn't really give a fuck about Bill. Bill's not a tattooer, but like I got respect for my predecessors, you know? So I called Lyle and I told him what was going on. And he said, well, I don't give blessings, but I guess you can just do your own thing there. You can't have the name. He goes, I feel like if you would have went to college, you would have graduated for ethics and something else. I appreciate you calling me. 
you're welcome to put that on. Me and Bill ain't ever going to do nothing again. So I moved forward and rebranded it as the STL Classic. I brought Brad Fink back as a featured artist for the first year because he hadn't done that show since the first year they had it because Bill did some fucking goofy shit and pissed off a bunch of tattooists because he wasn't a tattooer, you know what I mean? And so um, I really felt like I like it was important to me, and especially after after Lyle passed, like to keep that thing going and like be respectful about it and shit. But um, I think it's just ran its course at this point. So I, this year we'll be not having it. Maybe we'll come back in 23 or something if it seems like a thing, but like I'm just going to follow through with just like working and making Tattoo the Lou better with my plan. And what in 2018 was the first year you did Tattoo the Lou? Yep. And then so their show was at like my show was in May and their show would have been in November and they didn't renew their contract. So I ended up having a show, the STL Classic in 2018, like right after my show it was it was like it was really wild bro because like i only had four months to prepare for another show uh, this i had only done one show you know what i mean like it was like well i don't even know if i can handle this you know and like i mean it worked really good for me because you know when you tell people you're not that interested they want you to do it even more so it worked out really good for me the first year but it's just been kind of declining and then like a November show is hard to pull off anyway, man, in the Midwest, for sure. Like, you might, you know, people might want to come to fucking Long Beach in November, but they ain't trying fuck to cold. come to fucking fuck November. November. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's always a hard So And it's right before fucking, it's usually right the week before Thanksgiving. And that's right before Christmas. Fucking anybody got no money. You know what that's I mean? Start, yeah, that's when it starts dipping, dude. You start fucking... Yeah dicking off all day and fucking doing other shit. These paint seasons. Yeah, fucking smooth ass paint season. <laughs> I remember saying that. Someone's like, oh dear, finally, finally the name for it. I was like, yeah. And then, uh, no, how did 2020 treat you with, with shows? Because I thought everybody that trash. had a show and I said, fuck trash. Fuck I was you. all, well, I can't, you know, we're, the, everything's fucked up. Sell, selling machines is fucked up. This fucked up. And then somebody was like, yeah, well, I was going to go to all these shows, and I was like, oh, shit, you know? And I was like, I wonder what happened, because I know... Well, I'll you, tell you, I lost my ass. It was not and, good. And people think... People, I don't... I don't know what people think. I had so many people, can you just refund my money? No, motherfucker, this is a real business. Like, we we don't out running around spending your money, you know, but, like, I have to pay for social media advertisement and promotion and in my show we didn't get canceled till like a week before because it was still like in the limbo shit we did some refunds but like at some point i just had to stop it uh it's just like no refunds anybody that wants to come you get rolled over which is what derb did from the beginning and i wish i would have did from the beginning um roll everybody over and then you know a lot of people used it as an excuse for anything you know, people use the pandemic. Oh, I don't feel comfortable. You know, at first, like, I get that, but, like, don't we fuck with bloodborne pathogens every, like, I'm pretty sure hepatitis and AIDS was a lot fucking scarier than fucking COVID. Well, I, I'm a lot scarier of fucking either one of those. 
Well, yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're dealing with that every, every day. day. Yeah. So like, don't get me wrong at first, just like anybody else, I was wearing a mask and gloves at the gas station and all this shit. But like two years later, bro, like it's okay. <laughs> We're going to make it. Well, it was just wild because nobody knew what the fuck was for going on. For sure. I don't I was know. Scared. I don't know. <laughs> like, for sure. But, like, again, we're in, we're in the pathogens business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I work around way more worse shit than this. I think after, because he was telling, like Chris was saying, that the Bay Area, that shit was locked down for how long? Ever months and months and motherfucking like year like a year Bro, it's still dog shit out there i went out there last october there was probably 40 people in fucking uh fisherman's war wow there were probably 40 people and i was two of them <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like there's usually forty thousand people there it's just so yeah because i know all in california i was talking to people in california they're like we're locked down more we're locked i was like god fucking canada like my friends they in canada, loved it. i was like what the fuck is going on and then like us I mean, we're not home, but you know you know the motherfucker that you work with that's always sick or always has some fucking excuse well bro i'm not, I'm not feeling real well i'm not probably not gonna make it man. you know what i mean like are you client well, this gave all these people like just the most perfect, ex- well, I was around somebody that knew somebody that had COVID. I better. Well, we started it. getting memes about that where everyone's like, oh, uh, every appointment canceling. And so for a while, it was weird. And then trying to buy, you know, I couldn't buy a black, a blank black t-shirt. It took, it took me 40 minutes of looking online. Any price. I'll pay any price. I need 100 black larges couldn't get them they're all it's covid bro i was like fucking what i was like no black shirts in america what do you fucking mean dude they're blank shirts there's a hundred companies that sell fucking millions i built my shop during covid three hundred dollars in shipping from a place 20 miles away from my shop they wouldn't let me come pick it up not even outside covid well i remember the lumber thing i was like Three hundred dollars, bro. A fucking goddamn two by four was fucking. Plywood. Holy shit! It bro, was like I, was about to, I was about to start slinging plywood. You know what I mean? I'm about to go rob some motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, they gave me a mask and gloves. Got rid of my job. Oh, plywood's the, now hundred dollars a shit. Gloves. The glove shit was so out of hand. I could make shirts about it. I made shirts about it. I was like, this is. Well, it was. It would be one day. You come in, hey, you know, with some gloves or you know. This eight nine bucks box. All right, cool. Next day, oh well, it's going up like twelve thirteen, and then it got to a point where if you want to buy a box of fucking gloves, it was like over twenty dollars, and I was like, "What the fuck is like you know?" And it, it, that was all more mind blowing. Now it's like chilled out, right? Of course, now gas is gonna go fucking through goddamn. But money. here's the thing: it never comes all the way back down. Like, look, gloves are still. They're still higher. They're still higher so than they we were. didn't know. And then we're all like, oh, well, at least they're not 20. Well, at least they're not 20. Yeah. I'm working. I was like, why are they why are they more now? I was like, why is it? I was just talking about this the other day. I'm gonna start raising my rate like that. I now charge $207.79. I'm gonna raise it with interest with Do you just you're gonna go up the exact index, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't ever notice, like you won't know that it's 225. COVID. <laughs> COVID, hey, dog. COVID. That's, I'm, I said I chain. was going to make a shirt that said COVID, bro. Like with the little... <laughs> just, hey. Because that's how everybody does now. They're just like... 
go to a restaurant, you're like, can I get some food? <laughs> well, it was, uh, I would, like, I'm, I'm trying to gather this. So, you know, when it happened, everybody's what? like, what the fuck is going on in the court? I, even me, I was like, I don't fucking know about this shit, bro. It's like the beginning of a movie where a dude who doesn't know what's going on. Well, I was talking to my, gran- my grandpa's, I don't know. If your grandpa don't know, <laughs> nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know this 87 year old man doesn't know. He ain't never seen it. He's gone through wars. <laughs> he was like, I don't even know. I've never seen it. <laughs> you know, at all? Nothing. No, nothing. No. They shut down probation. My son's like, probation's over, dog. It's fucking ripping. Bro, you fucking lit. They closed probation? Bro, they, yeah, they did. They closed probation. My son went wild. Like, wild. okay, no more probation. They started letting, they started letting everybody out of prison, too. And yeah, jail, bro, right? he like, he, I'm telling you, they were just, probation just didn't exist. I was kind of jealous, bro. Like, I'm, I'll be honest. I was like, you never had man, that. this little motherfucker, man. Like, I couldn't even get a dirty urine off. And that fool ain't even got a P.O. No. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so since, since you've been in St. Louis, since you've been doing shows, you know, is the, is the shop itself doing pretty good? Yeah. How many, how many people do you have working there? Uh, we got uh, three people. We got... Uh, Kaylee Farrell and uh, Christina Ryan. And then I got an apprentice named Bowser. This started back in January. We're going to let him loose on the public here in July. Slow, just fucking, fucking letting loose, bro. I've been, I don't, I've been thinking if there's a better way to do it, like just wait 10 years till they're good and then let them tattoo somebody. That's what they did to him. <laughs> just, so what you're going to do, don't tattoo anybody so it's not bad. And then 10 years out, we're going to bring you out. And you're going to tattoo everybody good. You understand how that works? Yeah, I mean, you know, I. it's so different nowadays. It's like, even his 20th tattoo looks better than my fucking 200 tattoo. I feel like it took a long long it was a long curve and then it's i started seeing people be like i'll be touching all like two years like god damn dude you know you just you fucking get it yeah i don't think i was even well i've been tattooing 12 i want to say 12 years when i went to work for one so you were so i mean you knew how to do a fucking tattoo i mean you've been tattooing well like by that like i said i'd already been a shop owner I mean, I could kill like an EGA or like any kind of flash. I could just kill it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I'm telling you, I'm a fucking flash master. After working at Lake of the Ozarks and then the, my tattoo shop in Yuma with all the fucking military dudes, bro, I fucking kill. That's like my favorite shit, though. Bro, I would do EG, bro. I do an EGA this big, black and gray, in fucking hour. Knock it out. Butt skin. I don't know. I like I like regular ass tattooing. I feel like it's always. Uh, at least perceived to be a trajectory of forever upward. Like you're okay. Well, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do custom stuff, and then I'm gonna do only appointments, and then I'm gonna fucking close my books, and then I'm gonna do back pieces, and then I'm gonna fucking post online that I'm gonna answer emails next week, and then you know. And I was like, I I don't know if I just stop giving a fuck as soon as you were like, let's do a bunch of stuff that's not tats. I was like, I don't give a fuck about any of that. Yeah. I'd rather do a regular tattoo, but. It's more gratifying for me to hang out with somebody in who lives here who's like, yeah, I just want a tattoo. Cool, let's do it. And they're going to come back and get more. They think you're awesome. It's fun. No, for sure. You know? For sure. And that whole aspect, it's... Because I've seen people at a convention tattoo 
somebody wear headphones, ignore whoever they're tattooing, and neither of them speak for fucking eight hours. And I was like, who the fuck? Ooh, that sucks. That's not fun at all. That defeats half of it. You know? I will say that we don't talk a lot in our shop. Like, I don't know if it's just me, like, because I'm, like, older and, like, I need to focus more, but I don't talk like I used to. But I would never, like, I never put on headphones if you can speak English. You know what I mean? Like, well, because, like, I just think it's rude. Like, yeah. uh, like if you're paying me $200 an hour, you're if you're going to lean over and say something to me, I better be able to hear it. Just to be a human being? To be a human being. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but, like, when I was in Europe, sometimes I wear headphones. But really, that's the only time is if you can't speak English. And I'm tattooing you, then we ain't got shit to talk about, right? You know, my ancestors, but like, you know, no, same. I, I like, I want to give a person an experience, but I would say the experience I give them now is like almost like a salon experience. It's real pampered toward them. Like, our place has like a bunch of TVs in it, and we have fucking music going, and like, bring your headphones, tell them fucking sunglasses like bringing shit that's comfortable for you you yeah be here for five hours getting tattooed because i only do one tattoo a day i work hard five hours you're fucking done with it i go home and i see i started i I don't know i i I will tattoo oh we tattoo the shop is open from 10 10 to 6 and i engineered that so i can come home and eat dinner with my family and see my fucking goddamn kids yeah because tattooing is not conducive to a family. A That's why I family. do what I do now. I mean, yeah. not because I have a family. But because my last chick that left me said I never spent any time. And I was always blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Anymore. We can change it up. I'm going to go at 5 o'clock. So yeah. Cut y'all. But yeah, same. Yeah. So, uh, but even if there was a situation where people were just trying to get tattooed all day, I would fucking probably I'd keep doing it. You know? Like, I, I tattoo several tattoos a day a lot of days the whole day you know and then i'll come home and i'll work on machines for a few hours or i'll print shirts or i'll do it on my day off like i'm always fucking working but i wonder like what age that steam is gonna fucking you know well, i still do a whole bunch of other shit so like i told you i gotta grow a thing at the house yeah like i have a whole bunch of shit that i do outside of work plus i used to have the shows that i organized too so yeah. like I really only tattoo three or four days a week. It's really all I want to tattoo. And only like four or five hours a day. <laughs> and then I don't want to tattoo outside of tattooing. Or I don't want to draw outside of tattooing. I don't want to like have to get up in the morning and draw. I don't want to fucking draw at home. I only draw at work or after. Yeah, we usually draw when we get in. We have like appointments to start at 11 and draw shit right there unless it's something like you know i think that's like the new direction of shit bro like again i get people that are like well can i come start my tattoo at three o'clock and i go well, what time do you start work at eight i want you to start at fucking four tomorrow when you get off how's that feel <laughs> you like that oh you don't want to do that well me either i start at noon i get off five and i don't care if your tattoo's this big or this big I start at noon. <laughs> when you're doing it. You know what I mean? I just spent, bro, I've been tattooing too long. I've been in this shit too long that, like, I've get I've broke my body for it. I've given up everything for it. That, like, now I got to have some for me. Well, that's what you, you know. Because I don't tattoo. I don't work on Sunday. 
I like not. I don't tattoo on Sunday. The shops don't even open Monday and Tuesday. You know, so I don't really tattoo at this point in my life. I don't tattoo every fucking second of every day anymore. I, I'm working on other shit. Tattoo machines and power supplies. Where you know what the fuck diversify. That's how. Yeah, you yeah. But I like I, I, I still like if I'm gonna go to work doing regular fucking walk-in tattoos. Done. It's all the way done. They're happy. You know, everything's good. And Josh is the complete opposite of business partner. He does body suits and back. Oh, no, and I, I gotta buy that dog painting now. He already told me a price. I, I just didn't have it. Yeah, well, I you, want that motherfucker. Which one? The two the dog dogs? One. The pit bulls? No, dog the bounty hunter. Oh, I want the one because of the meth. I I want. It's that not one. the meth dragon. Yeah. He's, got, he's got the fucking ice dragon, yeah, brother. Yeah, bro, I want that. He told me the price already, and I want it. That shit was at the shop. We just showed it to you. I, I know I want I I would have ate it like Red Dragon, bro. Like I would have had to fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like can't show that I, I ran and turn around, I would fuck sucked it down my shirt, ran out the back, bro. He's uh no, yeah, I want that thing. He's he does huge shit and it's like he's so fucking good at it. See, I don't want big tattoos. I, can't, I just buy paintings. He's saying, oh yeah, or instead of getting tattoos. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no bullshit. I just bought a painting from you bro. Like loved it. I was like, I don't buy that. I fucking love you. I want, I want a tattoo from him, but you know what? That feels better. Feels this feels <laughs> way better. <laughs> feels way better. I can look at it all the time. It's a sick ass bird. Yeah, I love bro. it. Love it. it I, the first time I ever met you was that Biloxi show, and I didn't know how to play roulette. And he's like, "This how you play roulette, right?" And he's like, "It's like a, like a lot more money than I had at that moment in my life. Like three hundred dollars to me was not a fuck around right. price point. Put that, put it on there. Yeah, buddy. no, put him, it all in black. You know, now nowadays, the the more you get older, you're like put three hundred black. You're like, yeah, fuck whatever. You know, but back <laughs> at that point, I was trying to sponge up every goddamn dime and take it home. Dollar on black, bro. Yeah, let's, you do dollars. What's the minute? <laughs> no, five bucks. You're all. I'm gonna do two. Okay, that's it." And Yusuf's like, all right, we're going to put it on black. See? <laughs> I mean, we put a big old stack, and he's all drinking. We're having fun, you know? And then it's all, you win. And he was all, fuck again. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts. You know, he gets like a million. And then he was like, all right, let's do it again. All right, come on, come on. He like, loses it all. He's like, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I can't do this. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dang, dude. I was all, this roulette stuff's real up and down. Real emotionally taxing. That <laughs> Escalated quickly. And yeah, really quickly. Man, he would do it every fucking day. Like I would at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, he's like, yeah, I walk in, he's all bang, put it on this one. He's like, lose, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fucking fun, man. I like him. Yeah. He, he needs to come up here. I need to call him. I just met him in person at my show. Him and Jay Jory come and did this show. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's. A, I mean, that's a good guy. I tried to get him to come up to strip club. He was telling me he's 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 lived a life. And I needed to have him on the podcast so we could talk about it. He was like, I remember this one, I was, this one time we were in like Poland or somewhere, and I was like sick, sounds sick. And he's all shooting seagulls with the shotguns. And I was all fucking, <laughs> what? And he was all, yeah. And I was like, dude, you're tight. <laughs> hey, shooting we're going to Because I look at his tattoos and totally different than the person you meet, you meet him. I was like, oh, you're a piece of shit like the rest of us. He's like, oh, yeah. And I was yeah, all, no, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Up. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah. No, I like him a lot, man. I need to get I need to get him to come up here. Yeah. He yeah, he kills it. So is it uh how many stations do you have at your shop? Well we have seven, so we have spaces available. Are you hiring? We're always hiring. Always hiring. Always hiring. Self-starters, no drama, no rock stars. No. Remember people used to have to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No rock no stars. Drugs. 
No, no, not a lot of drugs. Not a lot of drugs, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, yeah, we're hiring. Um, we, I think, I think everybody's hiring. I think everybody needs people right now. Um, the shop's great. I mean, it's definitely probably the best place. I, I mean, for me, the most comfortable place I've ever worked. Yeah, I have fun. I have yeah, fun. I mean, my place is like, we don't ever have drama. I don't know if it's because we don't have very many people, but like they're just like we all come in, do our work, and go home. Like, I, like that's what I told everybody. From everybody's on boot and shit. I told everybody from the beginning, like I just want you to come in, do great tattoos, and go home. Like we don't need to like, like I don't need you clean. Like I like we clean everything for them. Like we everything is all they have to do is tattoo and be. I think the day and age of a shop. Uh, like owning your fucking ass because i remember i worked at shops and it was like you're here open the clothes you do fucking everything better not fuck around you know you're not taking no days off you know and like noon to whenever and you sitting around there being like that's reasonable <laughs> you're like okay <laughs> how long can i work here like 10 to 12 years and then you're gonna leave and i fucking hate you for it and you're like okay cool you're gonna leave out of town you got to get out of here. And then, for, yeah, and then you leave. And the guys are like, I fucked me over. You're like, I worked there for like 12 years. From, from fucking, from noon to 2 a.m., bro. What the fuck? And now, like, you, you, don't, you don't have to do that. Like, I don't know. I can't think of a city where I'm like, that's your option. What I tell my people is, is I want them to work there for 10 years. And I'm going to figure out a way to keep them there by keeping them happy. Like, giving them lower rent. You know, making, bringing in guest artists getting them into shows, doing things for them. Because like, at the end of the, I think this is what a lot of people forget is that, like, I tell, I say this every year at my tattoo show that I could not have a tattoo show if it wasn't for the artists that come and support me. And like, <clears throat> I couldn't have a tattoo shop if it wasn't for them guys. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't for the people that support me, I wouldn't have all these things. Like it takes a team of people to make a team of things go on. And like, you have to you have to take care of the things that take care of you, you know. And like these people are working, I like to say working with me. And like, I want to make it the best work environment for them always because in turn, it's gonna make it a better environment for me. You know what I've found is like the better that I treat people, the better things come back to me. You know, I'm like that's how I try to do everything. Else. I try to direct things to be more about trying to help other people and make things better for them. And like, in turn, it just, I reap the benefits. I just do. Yeah. You know? And so like, that's my whole motto with the shop. It's like, I don't want a bunch of people I got to babysit or take care of, or like, I just want you guys to come in and have a great time and have a great environment to work in. And like, I'm going to try to give you all the things that I had to work for. You know what I mean? Like, they're open to you guys. Like, I feel like that old, that old style of shit was like living in fear. And like, we don't have to live like that anymore because like, you're going to, I've, I've worked at a shop that there was a shop right next door. We, all, it, we were all busy. What do you think? Yeah. What, yeah. And I don't know. I'm very fortunate that we opened the shop and I don't think, like I said, we, we were ever actively like, Hey, we need to hire somebody. Everybody just slowly, shows up or you get a hold of them and then now those people just work there and like half the people work there been tattooing longer than me you know yeah and they're older and they got better stories and they got you know 
better insight and this and that. And like when I go to work, it, Thunderdome's the best place I ever worked. It's fucking, it, it's chill. I don't feel like I'm at fucking work. I feel like I'm going there, hang out. We all hang out, talk shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what is it, Adam started? He, he brought it up because Josh, Josh uh, was the apprentice, right? And and Josh, Josh is cool. He's been there for a few years, and he's. Uh, Adam was like, "You ever pitch pennies? You know, you're throw quarters as well." Josh was like, "No, what's that about? What's it about? You know?" And then Adam was like, "I used to get so goddamn good at this when I was a kid, bro. I'll have stacks of quarters, right?" And so we tried. We were playing it at the shop, and he wasn't fucking around. That motherfucker like throw a quarter, and it'll like stick to the side of the goddamn <laughs> middle of the wall. What the fuck, right? And then Josh, my dad was all sending me pictures, dude. And Adam has like a like a quarter balanced up against. I was like, dude. That's tight. Bro, this should work. And most of the people that get tattooed there, when I say most of them, because I, I don't know, I haven't talked to all of them, but people like coming to get tattooed because we talk we talk a lot of crazy shit. We don't have TVs. We just play music. And Sam will sing to whatever it is. So just start singing shit. And then we just talk about crazy, crazy shit. We found out the other day in a room. It was busy. You know, all of us were tattooing. And... I was like, do eagles have dicks? Like, eagles have, it was a bird dick look like. like. Eagles have dicks, right? And we Googled it. They don't. They don't. Just so you know. Okay? Right. I didn't know that. No, and I, I was like, so you're telling me American bald fucking eagle. So does chicken not have a dick either? I know. I don't think so. Well, I mean, so. They, they, they fertilize the egg outside of the body, so they're not penetrating anything. Well, we were talking about eagles, right? How but about- eagles say, wait, it's still going to fertilize it outside the body. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. In my brain, I just thought a bald, I just thought a bald eagle dick. I don't know. And I was like, how come no one draws a dick on the eagle? Is it because we're... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that black dude. Do <laughs> the fucking dude dick on an eagle, you know, because I, I don't know. It, at some point in my life, it might come to light that every dumb I've ever tattooed does not have feet. I just don't like them. I just don't fucking draw them on there. They, none of them. No one's ever said shit. Never looked weird. I don't draw them on there. And I said, why don't we draw eagle dicks? And I said, because they don't exist. And Sam looked it up and I was like, this is fucking mind blowing, dude. This is fucking. You don't put feet on the doves? No, I don't. <laughs> Find me a dove that's got feet. I did. I didn't do it. I, it's to this day. You're right, though. Now that now that you just said that, even when I do a realistic one, the this feet fuck feet. Unless they have eagle talons, get the fuck out of here, dude. I can't. I, I, it looks like cartoon stick feet like a chick like a little chick you're like i'm gonna draw a chicken like i don't know i never nail feet right and of course you're doing a bird standing on something sitting on something yeah yeah i'll do the legs and stuff but just a flying bird fuck feet you don't need that have you, have you ever noticed you ever seen a bird swing by you he's got two big ass legs just out there in the wind no bro just tucked up Aerodynamic ain't dragging that shit. Yeah, either. no, they're like little balls. Yeah, they yeah, they don't just have them hanging out like an idiot. It's not like a fucking. I'm sure there's a bird. Well, what that about does. what about cranes? They they like and they fly with their legs behind. Yeah, them. but their whole body shape weird, man. That shit works. They they're got a dinosaur. Yeah, they got long old necks. Yeah, that shit don't make sense. But if you saw a flamingo, just two big ass feet. <laughs> just and then you trace them, you'd be like, it's fucking kind of weird. So doves, I just stop. I just. I think one day I didn't do it, and I was like, yeah. And the next time, I saw the feet, and I tried to draw feet, and it looked like little chicken feet. And I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, I'm not doing them. It worked last time. And also, uh, they're, what the fuck, were, were, were a ladybug. There's certain kinds of legs, the number of legs on a ladybug, right? I've always done them with four legs on each side. Thousands of them. I'll put no legs on. Yeah, you so I will put legs on them. 
And then Josh, I'm tattooing the ladybug. I'm tattooing the fourth leg, bro. It's not like I'm it's deep. It's four, it's eight <laughs> legs on this, clearly. You can't hide it. And Josh is like, man, I was tattooing a ladybug one time. This lady told me he only got three legs on each side because they're this kind of bug. She got real mad because I drew with four legs. I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. And I was in the middle. And this was like a month ago. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And he was like, let me show you a picture. Like he didn't. Well, they the are signal. an insect, so they only have three legs. He didn't pick up the signal of me saying, shut the fuck up. Right. And this lady was like, well, how many does mine have? I was like, I always put four. <laughs> Looks better. <laughs> yeah, but Josh just had a five point power presentation on why they got three legs. Not knowing I'm even tattooing a fucking ladybug. I was like, dude. And as you see here. As you can see here, he has a laser pointer. <laughs> and that lady, every second, every word he's talking to, her, like her believing I can do this job is going fucking just down, 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 down. You know, her faith in me is fucking slipping. And it's a tattoo. It's this big, the size of a quarter. And I like managed it. I was like, fucking, hey, that's... It's, it's whatever that's fun i look back at that and i go yeah that was fun that was fun at work you know i don't know i mean i guess if she got real mad it's got too many fucking legs what are you gonna do i don't i don't know i don't ever put legs on them never no i just make them a circle nothing on the outside of them no legs on my fucking legs at all bucket. ever no bro so you're safe so you can go back and put three legs on each side if you ever well, wanted you don't see the legs because the body's over top of it Unless so I'm Craig, just drawing them unless in. Unless Craig Driscoll, bro. Oh, you, you can make it the tightest one? <laughs> then you make it the tightest Pinnacle. One. <laughs> the pinnacle ladybug. Yeah. I do remember those. Who's who's the other guy I was asking about? John Clue, where it looked like he was doing a bunch of <laughs> bulbs on sticks. Yeah, yeah. And it was crazy as fuck. I was like, screw the fuck. Dude, the I fuck? Dude, I, I've had some trippy... I, I painted with John Clue, Jesse, and Paul Boo. Roman, John Montgomery, Little Dragon, all at Paul Blue Shop. We did a club. At the same day. time? How was that? My blood. <laughs> it was really cool. Was, you were the best drawer there, huh? I was the best there. I, I pretty much pulled it all together for them. <laughs> at the end, they were, like, they were like, I'm not sure. And I go, hold on. Let me hey. I'll get it. I'll fix that shit. Yeah, it. Whatever. whatever. What was that? Some kind of snake? Oh, yeah. yeah, I just washed it out. Right yeah, there. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no problem. Yeah, yeah. So you, but you yeah, yeah. To I back up, you, you said you went to Switzerland and you talked with Adrian. Yeah, so uh, we took a, we went to Philip Lutz. We were going to the Giger Museum. It was after the Avion show. Yeah. I, I have, it's on my Facebook. Uh, there's a picture. It's a crazy crowd of people. It's like, I think Carson's there, fucking uh, Adam France, fucking Nick Baxter, Adrian, Ty, Timmy, Teresa, Kelly Doty. So you went there with everybody? We went there mom? with everybody to watch uh, Adam France get his head tattooed. We were going to go, we went to the Giger Museum afterwards. But yeah, we all wrote it. That's like an... It's like an hour ride. Well, Eric two. went. He said it was like you gotta like go from place to get a car and do all this and ride up a mountain, bro. It takes like two hours to go up this fucking mountain, and then you get there and you're like, and, and then you're in Philip's house, bro. Like, I'll send you some pictures. There's a machine that has like, like four coils on it. I took a picture of this crazy. Bro, he had like 
fucking books of body suits there. And it was it was very surreal. Was it cool? Was yeah, I met cool? his mom. Yeah, it was super awesome. Though. That's fucking tight. Nice. You know what I heard? I heard he showers you at the end of your tattoo too. Like, is that is, yeah, is that he heard? You, yeah, yeah, I heard he takes what you in f- and <laughs> washes you down. I don't know that it's true, but I've I've heard that from a few people. I haven't. I have yet to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has like. I definitely heard that he has like a place to like like a showering area that he cleans you up in at the end. I'm pretty sure he comes in and like cleans you. Well, I don't I don't fucking know. Dude, I'm I'm all for hearsay much as next dude. <laughs> it's a spiritual experience, I imagine, bro. And then yeah, we went to the Giger Museum after that. That was awesome. Was that cool? With the fucking you went to the the the, the Biomax Mecca, dude, got to really see it. Yeah, bro. Bunch of fucking gnarly dicks and, and shit. And then they have they have a bar there. That like you set in the fucking like the chairs that are all wild as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all look like aliens and shit. Like it's called like the space bar or whatever. They I didn't drink, so like but you could get absent there. They were all drinking absent. It's fucking wild. Yeah. It sounds like a goddamn dream. Well, so people want to get get in your one slot a day for a tattoo, dude. How do they get a hold of you? Ltwoodsart.com. And then, uh, what part of St. Louis is your shop in? It's in the Grove. Um, it's in the city. The Grove is what they call it. And then, when's the next show you're doing? If you're doing it, well, it'll be in May. Um, usually around Mother's Day or Memorial Weekend. It's either Mother's Day weekend usually or the weekend before Memorial's Day. We just gotta get another contract put together with the hotel. We're just okay. Right. But it'll all be on Instagram and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're gonna come out. Maybe. Maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna twist Randy's arm and try to I get I fucking it to come hate out. conventions. Bro, no, I'm bad. telling you, my convention is not like <laughs> my convention's not like any other convention though, bro. Like it's But you you do you're in my kingdom, dude. My shed in my yard. I love it. I love not leaving this motherfucker, dude. No, it, I like get it's it. like lockdown, sick as fuck. I get you know, it. you can't go anywhere. I was like, oh, bummer. Guess I'll stay home. Do what I love. You know. There's Let's that see. God damn, dude. It's fucking four million people. Yeah, bro. Spiritual experience, bro. So Phil was just having a regular day with his yeah, goddamn wife. He's fucking 29 with that people. that hat on, he was probably tripping mushrooms, bro. Like 29 <laughs> people show up trying yeah. to get a walk-in. <laughs> I'm trying to get a walk-in, Phil. Hey, dude. Trying to, trying to lace me up one dragon, dude. All of us. One dragon. We all get a piece. All yeah. Get whatever you think. Whatever you think. What's your minimum? <laughs> He's all fucking... That's right. Eric just went out there like... <laughs> Two years ago, and he said it was fucking cool. He was looking around, shit, doing all this. He went and saw Horiyoshi too. He went all the way down there, and he got to go see, you know, the museum and all this shit. And now Eric said he's going to Spain. He's going to Spain and fucking Egypt, so he can do a tat from the pyramids. He's he's doing the Colosseum. He so got to take a fucking tattoo though. Yeah, him and Jack Jack traded tattoos at the Grand Canyon, yeah. right? And so he showed me a picture. Because he rigged up like a nine volt battery on a phone machine, they're tattooing each other on their leg, you know. And Jack's all out there, and Jack has tattoos from everybody. Eric did this little tattoo below, like an original Greg, like a Greg Irons tattoo, you know. And then he's like, "Can we touch that up?" And he was like, "Fucking fuck up!" Man. Yeah, right. Can we touch it? Yeah, Greg you want to edge that up for you? <laughs> he used a touch up. 
That's funny. That's cool, man. I can show you my fucking, they're my Tennessee Dave shithouse. My Rick Walters Rose. Tiger's Blood from Baba. Oh, that's rad. And fucking, he just freehand that on, bro. Oh. Do it. That's, I remember seeing He wrote two lines, and then he just did it all. I remember seeing And Rick did that Rose. Nothing. Well, you probably fucking done a hundred. Yeah, yeah, no, he does them all like that. They're a hundred dollars, or they were a hundred dollars. There you go. They're, they're. I remember seeing Tennessee Dave though, and he had them short, short, old (laughs) shorts, boy. Bro, that fool had one of those old fucking superior yellow power sources that, you know, that clicks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like twelve volt, hundred eighty volt, or (laughs) something. You know what I mean? And then he had a fucking. I want to say one of those, I think they were superior machine. They were either superior or what's that other one that was kind of like superior that had the, I saw one in here, had a yeah. bunch of holes inside of it. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a lot of superior machines because superior was up the road for me. No, I know. And that old motherfucker, his power source is yellow, but it had like plasma and fucking other colors on it. And he fucking... Reached in the bag of caps, put one out, put black in it, did that outline one eye. Then he reached in that bag and he got another cap back and he got green. <laughs> the fucking- he, t- he did that through every color on that motherfucker. It hooked bro. you up, dude. Bro, everything was cross contaminated. <laughs> everything. And then I fucking, I told you, I fucking went and bought some speed, sat in a hotel and smoked speed with a couple whores all weekend. Best heel tat on my whole body. <laughs> I always make the joke, bro, that if I ain't got it, I ain't going to get it. I'm protected by the tack odds. I got, I got everything in those what, or nothing. Is that the one you healed in the hot tub? <laughs> yeah. Fucking living dangerous. Yeah, bro. That's fucking wild, man. That's wild. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. I was kind of, I didn't, I was like, I know he ain't coming to Oklahoma just for this. Dude, he's got fucking other business, but I'm glad you got to come by and we got to hang out. Yeah, man. You know, and it was good meeting you, Chris, also. <laughs> yeah, Chris is here. Chris Leone. He tattoos in Tulsa. Tattoos in Tulsa. He can do, he can do walk-in dragon body suits. It ain't, it ain't no thing. Dude, that's what he does. Face sleeves all day. Yeah. He's fucking got getting your fucking face sleeves on up there right now. Yeah. He's also uh, adopts rabbits. If you have one you don't want, he's going to go ahead and get that taken care of for you. No problem. All right. All right. Well, what in the way. That other fucker you got to talk bad about? Which one? No, I'll talk. I'll talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll pause so I can the snippet so I can send it to him so he knows. <laughs> <laughs> right. I gotta look at it. But what's your what's your Instagram? Instagram's LT Woods Art. Everything's LT Woods Art. Um, everything everywhere. Everything everywhere. Uh, Small Woods Farms. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I appreciate you having me out, man. Hey, uh, I love tattooing. Uh, Thanks for coming by. Yeah, man. Love talking this shit with you. Uh, it's been awesome.